Welcome to the Get Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Liz McGavro, and I'm obsessed with all things writing, creativity, and telling your stories in your authentic voice, because I believe a good story can change the world. Ever since I was a little girl with my nose in a book, I dreamed of being an author. I wanted to see my books in bookstores everywhere. I wanted to talk about books. I wanted to soak up everything about the craft. My celebrity crushes were mostly authors and I could feel in my bones that the writer's life was my destiny. Fast forward to today. Along with my alter ego, Kate Conti, I'm an Agatha Award-nominated best-selling author with three mystery series, but it wasn't all smooth sailing along the way. I experienced many setbacks, crushing self-doubt, a lot of career detours, and I even lost my voice a few times when I let the world get in my way. Until I learned that writing was so much more than just a skill set you learned and developed over time. It's also an inside job that flourishes when you heal all the wounds that are stifling your creativity, which is no easy task. So if you're a writer of any kind, or if you've always wanted to write but aren't sure where to start, this is the place for you, my friend. We're gonna talk about all things writing process, craft, strategies to help you get writing and stay writing, the daunting world of agents, editors, and publishing, And because I'm using my authentic voice, I'm going to throw in a little woo-woo for you too. So let's get writing, shall we? the Get Writing Podcast. Today I'm sitting down for part two of my interview with author Tanya Kappas, my friend and fellow cozy mystery author, author of 180 cozy mysteries. I mean, right? Can you believe it? Um, We covered the way she got started last week. So if you missed that episode, go back and take a listen. And this week we're going to talk more about how she got into the business side of things, how she runs a team of four people, including her husband in her, in her publishing business and really how she manages to get all the things done, how she markets. It's a really interesting conversation. She's a freaking superstar. I'm so happy that she's here. So let's get back to this conversation. So you have, you have a thriving business, right? And you have a team of people, your husband works for you. Did you always have this business sense? Like, did, was this always, or did you just learn this truly as you went? (laughs) So, um, you know, it's interesting. I, it is kind of innate in me, I think. So I look back because I always see something has to be tied by my past. You know, a lot of people don't live that way, but I'm like, okay, where is that in my past? Or if I'm thinking this, or this is going this way in my relationship, where am I having that in my past? Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, I look back and my dad has a very strong work ethic. Um, he worked at IBM. He was a manager over the typewriters and then eventually became the computers. And I would see him get up in the morning and get a suit on, you know, before school. And he would go to work at IBM. And then he would come home at 4.30 and take his suit off. And he owned a construction business. He built houses, custom houses. So I saw him building houses. And then eventually it went to subdivisions, um, bigger subdivisions in Lexington, 
Um, and then I saw him partner with bigger people that are in the horse industry that could throw more money into these bigger subdivisions. And so I would hear, hear my dad have his business meetings and things like that and kind of found it fascinating. Um, but my dad also is very personable and he was always present, always present with the home builder, always present at meetings um, and available. So Annie Lou had to work with the public. So for instance, um, how to get things done, like zoning, and he, people liked him, you know, and, you know, even so much so years later, you know, my mom was, I don't know if you knew this, but a couple of years ago was involved in a really serious car wreck. No. And, um, oh, I'm so sorry. Maybe she's okay. Yeah, thank you. Um, she had 80 broken bones. Oh my God. And a bull hauler, bull hauler, um, cattle rig, you know, big bull hauler, 18 wheeler with the, we, they're bull haulers. They carry, you know, bulls you know, across country cows. Mm. Um, and so it hit her and, oh um, unfortunately the driver died of the rig, which you never hear mm. of, um, uh, truck drivers dying in car wrecks. It's usually the other way around. So anyways, they were in the process of moving. Okay. So they had been in this house for 25 years and they were in the process of moving when all this happened. So I had packed up and went home. We moved home um, to help my mom. Her her chance of life was very slim. They, in fact, they told us that she was probably not going to make it. Um, and again, you don't know my mom, and so now she's great. You, know, you would oh never gosh. know it to this day. But the thing was, is my husband came down, and I mean, it was the community there that we write about. You know that small town, everybody was coming left and right. Um, well, we want your mom to have her house done before it gets here. Cause they had, instead of building a house, they had bought a house that needed a lot of work done, but we didn't want to bring mom home, um, to this house that she didn't even know. She didn't get to put her stuff in it. I moved all her stuff, you know, I fixed it up. Um, we have completely opposite tastes. Mm. So a lot of things were in boxes because I thought, well, that's something that we can do. You know, she can get up and kind of move around. Um, you know, if she can move. Um, and so, um, my husband, which to me was normal. I mean, I had people that are flooring companies. This is during COVID, you know, flooring companies that said we're backed up. They're like, we're stopping everything. You know, John Robert, which is my dad and Linda are first, you know, John Robert, when I couldn't put food on a table or I couldn't pay a bill or whatever, you know, they came and helped us, you know, we're going to, you're in your time of need, the painters, you know, your dad gave me a job and I got out of jail, but you know, nobody would give me a job, you know, um, you know, that, uh, people moving us, you know, I'll move you, I'll move you. You know, we had a food train, you know, a food that just funneled out of the house for three months because people would say, you know, your dad, you know, when I needed help, um, you know, building something, you know, he would drop what he was doing and come. And so my husband said, I've never seen, cause he's not from there. You know, he, he said, I've never seen, um, people drop everything in their business to come help your family. And he said, it's just like your dad is like the president of the United States. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to help him. Everybody wants to be at that time, right? You know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, or it's like the the King of England, you know, he was just saying, it just seems like it was somebody that when my dad's, you know, time of need came, they were right there. Um, so um I I saw that growing up. 
You know, the first person that came to see me when I was an infant born at the hospital was one of his friends that had just gotten out of prison. Mm. He brought, he went to prison, picked him up, brought him to the hospital. Um, and so he was always um, willing to give people chances, you know, willing to give people, um, you know, that type of help. So when I think back to my business sense, I think back to how I'd want to be treated, you know, and how I want to be treated, how I want to run a business and how I want to see my business being run, right? And how I want people not necessarily to see me or to make um, an assessment of me, but at the end of the day, no matter what they think of me, I still run a very loyal and very kind business. So um, no matter what, you know, other people think about us that they see online. A lot of people say, oh, she's so extroverted. Well, truly, if you knew me, um, I'm not, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm extroverted here, but really I'm kind of an introvert. I'd rather just stay up here in my woods and not talk to anybody. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I have like three friends, (laughs) you know, I don't have have my sister and then I have two, two really good friends locally. And then I have a best friend that's off in another state, but I really don't have this huge circle that people would think I would have. But once people get to know me, they're like, oh my gosh, you're so different. Um, But when I set out to do something with business, I think about the reader. And then I think about, um, you know, what can I do business-wise with each one of these things? So for me, you know, you have your horizontal or vertical type planning in your business strategies. So for me, I'm not going to really explain how you do it in business, but for me, everything horizontal is each book. And so then I think vertically, how am I going to build that book and each piece of content with that book? So um, when Patreon came along, you know, a subscription service, I thought three years ago, oh, I'm going to just haphazardly open this Patreon, thinking nobody would join it. And so 10 people immediately joined at the $25 level, which is the highest level I had at the time. And because my thing was to get off, you know, Facebook, because Facebook at that time was kind of waning and this, that, and the other. And so how am I going to get off Facebook? So I knew that I didn't really, I mean, I'd love the money for Patreon, but really it was to get people off Facebook. So what can I do with that money? So that's when I came up with, hey, if you join Patreon, you know, you can help me give to charities each month. So much percentage of this goes to fees. And I broke it down, you know, and this much will go to charity. And then I thought, what is it that cozy readers love? You know, why would cozy readers care about coming to Tanya Kappa's books? They can give to a charity on their own, right? So then I thought about all the things, knitting patterns. We love to knit. We love to color. You know, they love deleted scenes. I love deleted scenes from my favorite authors. You know, um, all the things, the Zoom meetings, um, once a month book clubs, you know, once a month Zoom meetings, Friendsgiving. Who doesn't love to do Friendsgiving? What about sock exchanges? Oh my gosh, I love a sock exchange. Surely to goodness, readers love a sock exchange. So those things just go in my head that I like, right? Um, And so those are the things, if I like it, then I want to share it. I'm passionate about it. And so that's how I run my business is if if I like it, I think other readers will like it. And so that's how I came up with my very thriving Patreon group um, where we did have to close down the tiers. It just got so big and that we ended up having to close. We only open those up every so often when we can feel like we got a handle on it. Um, And then I'm just not really good at recognizing the things I'm not good at. 
um, part of my business because, of course, I want to think I'm good at everything, but I'm not good at advertising and I am not good at like physically paying for advertising, like doing Amazon ads or Facebook ads. And so I had hired a guy that um, he cost, you know, two to three thousand dollars a month and then he got 10 percent of your ads. Um, of what he made on the ads and he had full control and he did great and he's still great. And I would recommend that to everybody. But at some point I'm thought, well, what about if we need to keep this money for ourselves? Right. So my husband, like us, like you said, um, a year ago has been invested into the company for 35 years and he was tired. You know, I would see him get up in the morning and go to work and then come in the home in the afternoon from five 30 to five 30. And I just saw it, you know, he was just tired, you know, being there for 35 years and he loved his job, you know, and as a matter of fact, right now, as we're talking, he's downstairs putting electric in our basement, <laughs> finishing <laughs> off our basement. But, um, I, you know, I just said, you know, why don't you come work for me? We can save this money that I'm paying this other person. Yeah. You know, it's not like it's a, it would just kind of be a lateral move, but helping us, yeah. you know? And, um, so it was, we, our kids are out of t- out of the nest. I'm not saying they're off the payroll, but they're <laughs> out of the nest. Um, so, um, it, we did the numbers and it was just really kind of a lateral move for him, except he gets to sleep in and enjoy the sunrise with me every morning. Right. Mm. Um, and you know, he's gotten to know me so well, he'll say, you need to go meditate. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't do any of those things, but, um, or he'll say, you need to go for a walk, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I just laugh. I said, didn't you have thought all these years you had no idea what I was doing at home, right? But now that he's in the books, you know, he's the one that dives into all the analytics. And he's the one who dives into um, all of the reasons why they work and why they're not working and why they're not working for us. So it's interesting because I have a little mastermind with a couple of authors and we talk about things like this on a monthly basis. And so we went from Tanya, go get Eddie or Tanya. What do you think about this to Tanya? Go get Eddie and let him explain it to us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he's become part of that. So he explains to my friends, um, well, this is how you do it. This is what's working for us. This is what we did, blah, blah, blah. So I can't even explain it anymore. But, um, so that has helped him. Also, as the business has grown, a lot of things have waned um, because for me, it's still the books. You know, just writing is what's important for me, just writing the books. Um, and, you know, people are like, oh, but you publish so often. You know, how could you do that? Why are you a machine? Well, I'm not really a machine. Um, every morning, what else would I do? I sit up here again in my acres of woods every day with my two or three friends that have other jobs, you know. So in the morning, I get up and I have my coffee, I meditate. Then I sit down and I write for two or three hours. And um, sometimes I'll walk in the woods and I'll dictate a scene and I'll walk for 20 minutes. I come back and I will put it up on my um, document and I've got 3,000 words, you know. So um, another cute little story is that HarperCollins only required me to have 50,000 words um, mm-hmm. because that's what the original books were. And so that's why I write is 50,000 words and my books are 50,000 words long. They're, no, they're not the 80,000 words that the other publishers wanted me to write because I feel like that's a lot of fluff. You know, I don't write fluff. And so um, if, you know, you do 2,000 words a day, 30 days out of the month, you had 60,000 words, you know, that's pretty easy to, to do a, a thing for me, you know, for my way I work and my brain. 
Um, now I'm not saying that, you know, that's how, I, uh, how my system is, you know, it's, 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 but for me, um, you know, that is the most important thing is to produce the books, yep. you know, to create the backlist, to create the income. Um, so I had to give up running like my, I couldn't give up my Facebook private group because they are in there and they love it. And half the time it's not even about Tanya Capp's books. Um, but my, I have a, a, an assistant, I'm Karen, who's amazing. And she runs that group. And I'll pop in there once every few days and say hi or whatever. Um, and then that group has kind of turned into a book club. And so instead of having the book club there, I have another lady that reads my books and she comes up with book club questions and they host an online book club every month about my books oh, wow. and I'm there. you know. And so um, she's part of my team. And then I have another um, lady that um, I'm no longer able I started doing influencers on Instagram and we have a little contract that says for six months, you will get the books like a arc team kind of, which I have an arc team and I have a beta team. Um, but I don't touch them. She does everything, you know, she does all that for me now. Um, and then she also is in charge of the influencers. Um, the only thing that I truly, truly run my own is my Instagram and my Facebook author page is pretty much, um, all run, you know, by me. And the books. So, um, but as far as marketing strategies, I've been consistent. And I think consistency is key. Even though readers don't know why they keep coming back, it's consistency. Mm. They keep coming back to consistency. And I've built these strategies over the years that hold true for every book release. Um, and it still has the base of that to go vertical is the one reader grassroots and making the connection. Everything else falls in line. Once you get, get to, to what for me, everything else falls in line. Once I continue to keep that in the forefront of everything I do. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as I'm sitting here and the, all these books are getting ready to be signed for Patreons, you know, and those will go out. Um, but I'm consistent, you know, they know that I'm going to go live in the Patreon group. They know that I'm going to go live every Tuesday and Facebook and YouTube. Um, and, um, the consistency that keeps coming, you know, that, that they thrive on, you know, is what readers love. People love consistency. Yeah. No, that's amazing. So when I think about, you know, I think it's just ingrained in me mm -hmm. because I think of, um, I saw it as a kid and then, you know, again, you know, you go to a cafe, right. And get a coffee and they're like, okay, here, there, there's your order. And they slosh it around. You're like, whoa, I don't know if I'm coming back here, mm -hmm. but you go to Starbucks, right. And your name's on the cup. Tanya. I mean, how personal was that? How <laughs> smart was that? Yeah. So just the little personal touches that you love. Now, I love Dunkin' Donuts, don't get me wrong, but there is still something about Starbucks when they shout out your name, you know? Um, it's just something, that personal touch that you are connecting. You're saying my name, right? Yeah. So, and then I think about the pandemic. You know, before the pandemic, McDonald's was selling chili, what, every kind of egg sandwich you could possibly think of, every kind of salad you could think of, Um 
and just trying to hit baked potatoes, everything. And then once the pandemic hit, they're like, oh, we're just going back to burgers and fries. And they don't do salads anymore. They don't Mm -hmm. do the soups. They don't do the things, you know, they realize going back to grassroots was comforting. Yeah. Consistent. Yeah. And I pretty much base my business model on that. And, you know, a lot of my marketing is I like a good sale. I love a good sale. Oh, my gosh. I love Walmart. People don't love Walmart, but I love Walmart and I love Target. And I love a good sale. And so that's why I put my books on sale because some people, you know, can only shop Target and Walmart. Yeah. And I'm good with that, you know. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I really, I am in awe of your success and uh, you're writing like a lot of series, right? So how many series are you writing today? How often are you, are you putting books out? So I'm currently writing in four series and, um, I put, I do put a book out each month, but again, I'm writing every day. So a book that I'm writing right now might not be coming out until, you know, July, because I, as soon as one's done, I continue on to the next series, but I try to alternate the series. Mm -hmm. Um, so when I started writing that, this series, um, it's the holiday cozy mystery series. It was specifically only for my Patreons. Hmm. Oh, well, let's go write a daily serial, you know, and it was selfishly written because I love a cozy mystery set in holidays. So as you can tell, the covers are, you know, light and whimsical. They're not like our normal covers that I have um, because it was just, again, for Patreon. So it was a daily serial. So they would get, I would write it, like say I'd write my main story in the morning, mm-hmm. um, say one of my camper books or a Kenny Lowry book or whatever. Um, and in the afternoon, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to write 600 words, a thousand words, whatever it is. I'm going to write a little bit on this book, you know, for Patreon. And then I would write it and it'd be like 600,000 words and I would throw it up. Mistakes and all. I didn't even go back through it. So then um, Kindle had opened up this program, a beta program about Kindle Vela. And they had said, oh, you know, you would you be interested in, you know, trying this out? And I'm like, oh, I could probably do it with these books, you know, and like, oh, but it can't be published anywhere else. And I'm like, oh, well, then no, I pass because I'm not going to, I don't have the bandwidth to write something brand new for this, but I hate not getting in on the ground level. So then they changed their thing and said, no, you can have it in there. Um, You can have it in Patreon as well. You know, you can have it on a subscription service, but it has to be, um, the whole thing has to be up for 30 days before you can put it on Kindle Unlimited. I'm like, oh, well, that's easy. So I started, I'm like, okay, so I can reach readers. I can reach one reader this way, right? So I would put up, again, that just raw story as I was writing it and for Patreon and now on Kindle Vela. And so I started getting readers on this Kindle Vela. Like, oh, I didn't know Cozy Mysteries. At the time, there wasn't hardly any Cozy Mysteries. It was mainly romance that was doing the Vela. And it was the very beginning. Um, and so then I started getting these little bonuses, little all-stars, you know, from Vela. And I'm like, oh, that's so great. You know, it's just a few hundred dollars. But a few hundred dollars puts food on the table. This is awesome. Or, you know, it helps me get pay, um, you know, postage for the postcards, you know, the birthday postcards. So we just funneled that, you know, back into the business. And I have found a readership there that 
go hand in hand with the Patreon readership. That's great. But eventually these books do get published because I'm thinking, okay, now why aren't we going to publish these? So they eventually do get published and then the Patreons get the final print. Um, but again, 50,000 words, you know, nothing, you know, um, and so those are written pretty raw, you know, in the afternoon and as they are. Um, and so, I mean, it was just the same thing of, oh, okay, I like reading cozy mysteries set in holiday series. Why don't I just write one and write it for Patreon? You know, come over, get off Facebook, um, and come over to Patreon for the insiders, right? Um, and we love our community over there. It's been, it's been, it's so for instance, last week we did a Zoom and I have a bedridden reader. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, I only do audio. And all of a sudden, all the people on Zoom are like, oh my gosh, what's your email? What's your address? I can send you audiobooks. I can send you blah, blah, blah. I can 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 buy you an audiobook. So they're just like communicating and buying each other things. And um, uh, you know, some of them are gonna come to the mystery train um this year that I put on in the fall. And then um a lot of campgrounds have me come into their campground to do book signings. Mm. And so um, I have a few of those Zoom or Patreons that are meeting me because they have campers at these different campgrounds this summer, you know. Um, So it's just about community again um, and building that business and building a business on, you know, kindness and just um, if I'm not for everybody and that's okay. You know, what was the one saying about Mark Twain that something about, um, some people prefer fine wine, but everybody has to have water mm. and he can water. So I'm totally the water. Yeah. You know, no, this is fascinating. And I'm good with that. This, this is fascinating. You're doing like so many things. You're making me want to go open a Patreon right now. So just so you know, <laughs> that'll be my next no, thing. Don't. No, it doesn't feel good. Don't do it. No, I love so. it. I love it. So you write in the morning. Okay. Sometimes you write in the afternoon. Do you spend like the rest of the afternoon, like on business stuff or what's your like day to day look like? And do you still write in so, your camper? Um, do you still write in your camper? Okay. Yes. And we're not in there right now because we have tornado warnings yeah. or I would have been in there right outside the window. Um, so yeah. So, um, in the mornings, like I said, I get up and meditate, get my mind straight. Um, I don't watch the news. I don't scroll. Amen. Facebook. I don't, <laughs> Um, I just, you know, um, Facebook was just a rabbit hole for me still. Like I'm still the Facebook user or I'm still the Instagram user. Um, I dipped my toe into the TikTok, but I just can't be there either. So I just forgot that altogether. Um, so then I have my coffee and I have a digital planner. And so I kind of look and see what I've got going on, um, and how much time I really have to write, or if I have an appointment, um, all my appointments are in the afternoon. My friends know, my three friends know if I want to have lunch, that <laughs> it has to be after 12. Because anytime before that, Tanya's cranky if she doesn't get her words done. And then I do things like this, talk with you. Um, and again, like dentist appointments, medical doctor appointments. Um, a lot of times um, after I get off here, I will sign these books, you know, and then Eddie will be the one to make the shipping labels and he will do all that and take them to the uh, post office tonight. Um, then in the afternoon, um, if I have a group discussion that I need to have with some authors or things like that, I do those in the afternoon as well. Um, and then I do do business stuff. I call them my 
but I'm, I strategically do them because um, some days you just got to take the rest of the day off after writing, mm-hmm. right? So, um, you know, I eat lunch or go out to lunch or take my walk or go my exercise um, because I don't exercise for, like, getting strong or, you know, I, I mean, it's it's great that that's a side benefit, the heart healthy and all that good stuff, but it really is to clear my creative side yeah. because if I don't exercise, I get mushed up in there. Um And so in the afternoon, every month on the 15th or the 16th, I call it my CEO day. So I try to schedule as much social media as I can. So on Patreon, you can schedule everything. Um, And also on Facebook, you can schedule everything. And on Instagram, you can schedule everything. So I, I already have like that system that I have in place that goes with every single release, every single book, every single, and I'm smart enough to have decided that years back, create monthly folders on my desktop. So I generally put the same books on sale every month of the same, of that next year. Like, so whatever's on sale in April goes on sale next April. And I've already made those graphics. They're just evergreen graphics. I've already kept the text. So all that is in the April folder. So when I go, I'm in March 15th to schedule all my April stuff. It's all there, you know, like all my readers love my coffee posts on Facebook. And so all those coffee posts that were in last year in April are going to be in April this year. You know, I don't go searching for new things. I just work, um, you know, smarter. And um, so I batch my work. So I know that my newsletter, my newsletters are really popular and, um, I'm not just saying that. I mean, I love my newsletter and I take time with my newsletter. So, um, I sit down on Mondays and I write my newsletter for the next day. Um, and, and, you know, I have, I mean, I could say I have a 46% open rate, which I think is pretty good for a newsletter. I don't know how, and I've heard that, gosh, if you can just get a 15%, it's good. But, um, but again, my newsletter is not salesy. It's mm-hmm. every week I put in there a story about something that happened. Um, and people are like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. And like one of the most popular stories was, um, my mom before the accident, a year before that on Mother's Day, it's always on Mother's Day. It's probably because I'm always there. But anyways, um, she had fallen outside and as the day went on, her ankle got bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'm like, mom, I'm driving home. So we need to go to the emergency room and get that looked at. And she's like all day long. No, no, no. Then finally, like five minutes before I'm going home, she decides that she's going to go to the emergency room. So they had a pool. And so I had my hair pulled up on the top knot and I had no makeup on. And she comes out and she's fully dressed, makeup on, Southern, Southern. <laughs> and she sat in the chair outside and she's like, I'm going to go to the emergency room now. And I go, okay, let me get my purse. And she goes, oh no, not looking like that. We might see somebody. <laughs> and she said, you know, so I had to physically go upstairs. And and so if you read my books, that's the Southern women that are in my books, these Southern women that, you know, these are the mamas, right? And so I had to physically go upstairs and get a shower, fix my hair, <laughs> put on lipstick. And don't you know, we didn't see a single soul. <laughs> but she had broken her ankle. So I was like, oh, my gosh. So I had taken up because 
I always say my readers, my mother, my mother is this character. It's like, oh, she can't be that bad. So I took a before and after picture and a picture of her in the hospital bed and put that in my newsletter. And so I got so many emails about that, laughing, loving it. And so I'm like, if people in my newsletter like this, I wonder if people in the back of my first book would like this. So I put that newsletter in the back of my first book. Hmm. And got so many newsletter signups. Oh, wow. Because they're like, oh, my gosh, if this happens in her life, I want to know. And there's always something happening in my life. So last week, I, and there, plus my cat has a punny article every week mm. in there. And she's very popular. Um, and it's apparent that she picked Eddie, not me, to be her human so, of course, she has punny, a punny thing in there, and people always respond back to her. Now, people have started responding back as their animal to her. <laughs> she has had marriage proposals. She has a boyfriend, you know, the whole thing. <laughs> so, last week, I was not here. And so, I said, Annie, why don't you just kind of do the newsletter? So, he thought he was just all cute and all. Um, yeah, I'm rolling my eyes as I'm looking at you because he's, he wrote, Hey, hi, or Hey y'all with five like exclamation points. He goes, well, at least that's how Tanya would write this newsletter, but I'm not, you know? So he wrote it in his voice and he said, I'm not really good at all this, but, and so he had taken some pictures of the basement cause he was doing the basement and he put them on there and, and um, the next day, my phone starts blowing up while I'm gone on my email. And I'm like, he put out that newsletter, you know, <laughs> and they are loving it. So they were asking, because at the one point he said, hey, if you have any questions, let me know. Like, that was the worst thing he could say, right? <laughs> so he got all these questions. And so I was like floored. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. You know, because people... He's become part of the brand now. Well, now, you know? now that's another and job so, that you can offload to him, the newsletter. Right? <laughs> I know. And so when I put out my, today is Wednesday. So I put out my newsletter yesterday. Um, I think they were sorely disappointed that it wasn't him. Mm. But I do, put, actually, I put out two newsletters a week. And so um, the he will have a Friday I'll answer these questions until they run out, kind of a post. So I said, stay tuned for Fridays because Eddie's going to be answering some of these questions y'all sent in. That's awesome. <laughs> so again, you know, it's just, yeah. it's not, it's just enough of a glimpse inside of our world that they want. Yep. And they don't want the whole thing. You know, they don't want the whole, whole kit and caboodle. They just want to feel like they know you. And, um, and it's, and that's not, even that, that, that can be for an introvert, you know, that's not being on screen or on camera or anything like that. Um, but it's the story. So the newsletter I have really curated, um, from the beginning, yep. you know, like I said, when I first started and didn't, and I said, Oh, draw my newsletter. Little did I know it would grow and grow into what this is. You know, I was still thinking I was going to be a therapist at this age and still, you know, Looking at the parents going, you're the problem. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, things, you know, um, you know, like that, um, that um, has served us well. Yeah. You know, just telling those little stories or, you know, a funny thing had happened or, you know, whatever it is. Um, and then I always, again, put in a sale or put in a friend's book that's having a sale um, and then any, and it's funny because I never promote the book 
that's on release for that month, mm-hmm. except the week of release. I'm like, oh yeah, this book is coming out, you know? So that's another thing is um, back to the marketing and the business sense. Everybody publishes on a Tuesday. Yeah. You know, readers just can't buy all those books on a Tuesday. So I just started publishing on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm in Kindle Unlimited. You know, I've got that people they got that's terrible and that's bad. And I think that that's great. But I also do pre-orders because I have a lot of pre-orders. People are like, I don't understand why people put up pre-orders if they're in Kindle Unlimited. I'm like, well, because people still buy books. Right. You know, some of my best readers that are in Kindle Unlimited still buy the books. So to n- another business decision that I watched and I thought, oh, and you're in Kindle Unlimited. It takes about four days to those page reads start rolling in. But you get that big hit of income from the pre-orders, right? Mm-hmm. So I thought, hmm, now how can I not have an off month? Well, I can publish the very end of the month and get that big bolus of income from the pre-orders and then reap the um, page reads the next month. So, you know, just watching how my book trends yeah. is what got me to not have an off month. Cause a lot of people say, Oh, you know, back to school, it's going to be an off month. I need to add, run more ads. I need to really, it's not even that it's learning your reader habits. Yep. Yeah. That's so important. I love that. Yeah. And a lot of people don't take reader habits yeah. into consideration. Yep. They think, Oh, people are going on vacation. They're not going to be buying on books. They're not going to be, well, they buy books and they read and, yeah, kids are going back to school, but they're still reading, you know. Um, and so I've never prescribed to that way of thinking. Yep. I just said, well, how do my readers buy books? Yep. Love it. Mm-hmm. So what's one thing that you would leave with an aspiring author who, you know, is still trying to figure out, you know, how, how am I going to get into publishing? Am I going to pursue an agent? Am I going to go self-publish? What would you say to somebody who's trying to make all these decisions now with, with this a la carte decision, you know, ability in front of them? Yeah. Well, that's a lot. Um, but, and I know we all hear write the next book, write the next book, but really you can't um, get better. You can't um, put books on sale. You can't market to people if you don't have the next book and the next. It always it all boils down to the next book. I mean, people are always wanting to know, oh, how do you market this? Well, great, you can market if you've got one book, but what about where, where are you re- sending them? Where are you, you know, move, taking them to? Um, so always be writing, you know, the next book because then if the – the traditional publishers, editors turn it down. What are you going to give them next? Yeah. You know, oh, okay, well, you don't like this. I have this, you know, and continue to put yourself on social media. I know people do not like social media as much as we hate it. It's not going away. Um, and that's where people are. They thrive on community. Yep. And, you know, people, yeah, I didn't like being on camera initially years ago. Um, now I'm like, I don't care. Um, but I didn't like it. So I started reading my chapter ones to let them get to know me. And I would do them in goofy voices, but I would record them. Right. And I would get all dolled up as I thought I was getting dolled up. And I would, and then sometimes I'd record over them and redo it, but I would record. And then I had a piece of content and that piece of content was them mainly seeing me. 
And then I would put it up on a little YouTube. I'd put it up on the social media. I'd put it in my newsletter and cringe when I would send it, you know. But what I found out is people were like, oh, my gosh, I can totally hear you reading now when I read your books. I love, one of my most favorite things that you do is your chapter ones. So I started going back and reading back chapter ones. Mm. Um, and it was recorded. It wasn't live. It was recorded. Um, and then I was like, oh, well, people started, you know, asking questions under those lives. And I wasn't, I mean, under the, under the books, the, the video, I wasn't live. So I started collecting those questions. And this is something you can do now. What questions do you have for me? You might not be p- traditionally published or published at all, but you do have knowledge on how to write a book. You do have knowledge. You do have content. And content is mainly to get yourself out there to readers. Um, And so I started collecting those questions. So then instead of answering a reader question or reading chapter one, I'm like, I'm going to answer a reader question sent in today by Kate, you know, Liz. And I would answer that question. And then that would be another piece of content. So then now every Tuesday, I still answer reader questions. The reader questions then became like a Google Doc, a free Google Doc where they can answer the question mm-hmm. um, and you know, things like that. So really connecting, I think, with people is what they want. Now, I don't write those. Like, I, again, I was with some people that write epic fantasy last week and some men. And, you know, they don't do this. They're not women. Mm-hmm. Women are. <laughs> and, I, and I think that that's great. Right. But women is my audience and I, and they want to connect, you know, they want to connect all the time. That's why they just love, like yesterday I did a live, my my Tuesday live at six o'clock and, um, oh my gosh, let's see the basement that Eddie's done. I'm like, okay. So I pick up my computer and you know, I don't have a light. I don't have nothing fancy. I mean, I don't have the lights on now, you know, and I walk downstairs on my computer, I'm turning it around, hoping they can see. Um, and one of them, if you, if you were to go back and look at my live that I did last night, they'll say, oh my gosh, I love being on here with you because you're just like us. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, funny story. I also go to Weight Watchers and I've been going to Weight Watchers for 14 years. So a couple of weeks ago, I'm in Weight Watchers and, and I'm in Lifetime Forever, but I go for the community because I crave that community. I'm no different than a reader. You know, they want that community. And so I go and although Weight Watchers can be done online and they also have their own like Facebook on their app, which is kind of fun and cool as well. Cause I have a couple of readers that are on um, there and we're like looking at each other, what we're eating and we're communicating through this Weight Watcher app now. <clears throat> One of those readers came to that event that I had in New York years ago, you know, but anyways, um, so I was sitting at Weight Watchers, this lady looked at me, she goes, gosh, she looks so familiar. And I'm like, Oh, I don't know. I've been coming forever, you know? And then she was in the meeting and then she, you know, the meeting's going on. And then she goes, do you write books? And I'm like, and so my leader goes, yeah, Tanya's an author. And I'm like, Ooh, okay. And so, um, she's like, Oh my God. And you're sitting here at Weight Watchers. <laughs> and I said, I eat just like you do. I have the same struggles that you do. And she goes, and that's why I read your books. Cause I can relate to your characters mm. and that's community. Yeah. You know, just building that community. Letting them be seen, yep. you know, um, and, you know, writing those books that that they love is really because I mean, and there's and there's room for everybody. Right. Like it takes them maybe when I may get one of my books, maybe maybe a day to read it. 
you know, what do you think? I, I mean, I know they're not twiddling their thumbs till the next book comes out. You know, they're reading everybody. Yep. You know, and so, um, and you don't have to be an extrovert to, to, you know, market to people. There's definitely different ways like the Patreon. You don't have to do the Zooms. But that takes us off Patreon. You know, there is no feature there to, you know, do, I mean, you can do a live, I think, there now that's new, which I've not done, but I like to interact with the people. I like to see them or they, they don't even come on screen. It just has their name on Zoom. Mm. Um, but um, they love that, yeah. you know. So I would tell someone that, first off, if you want to be traditionally published, then you have to try that. You know, um, that was really never ingrained in my soul. I didn't really know enough about it. I was ignorant to not know enough about it, and it has served me well. Um, and if you don't want to do traditional and try to go on your own, um, I would say do that. Is do that, or you can do both. I mean, it doesn't say you can't do both. You know, as we know. Yep. Um, and so, you know, really, it just depends on you. But honestly, if you don't have a product for it to be picked up or to be read then you're not going to get anywhere, you know, and it's not, another thing I would say is it's a long tail game. It's not something that's quick. You know, this is, I'm, I'm into it, you know, 12 years now, you know, um, it's not something that came overnight. It's something that I've been building and building and building because I love it. Not because I'm like, Oh, I want to be a writer and I want to make all this money. That just isn't how that happened mm-hmm. for me. Um, and so it's a long game for me and it's a legacy that I want to leave to my children, you know, and to our future generation and, and help people escape. That's it. The one reader to escape from this crazy world. So write the books and get in community with, you know, who you think would be, you know, just build your community on the way you write and the, your voice, not what you think Tanya Kappas is doing, not what you think Kate Conti is doing. Um, you know, build, I mean, I see so many other authors that are so good at TikTok, you know, um, that are cozy mystery authors. And I'm like, Oh, but that's not my personality. Yeah. So it's shiny and we all kind of go to the shiny object, right? Like you're saying, Oh, I want to go to Patreon. Um, but if it isn't sitting in your soul, then and I think knowing you um and being part of your writing collective, um, your listeners, you know, understand that. Mm-hmm. And it has not failed me. It has served me well. Yeah. Yep. So I would say write the next book um and continue to if you want to go traditional, you know, you've got a couple of books to choose from or, you know, but there's you can't promote anything and you can't advertise anything without the product. You can build the community. It's two different things. Yeah. Um, and building a community is very important. Definitely. To me. Yeah. So yep. did that kind of answer that question? That did. I love this. This is so this is so great. I've had such a great time talking to you. Before we go, tell people where they can find you because I'm sure everyone's gonna want to be following you after hearing this. <laughs> well um you can follow me anywhere like instagram facebook um my website and tanyacapis.com has all the links 
Um, and, you know, again, on Patreon, but, you know, I don't expect you to, to invest in me um, <laughs> if you don't know me. Um, I do have a few authors that are on Patreon that like to see what I'm doing. I'm like, yeah, join. Take everything you can. Spread the love. Um, so, um, you know, just um, those those normal places, you know, and you can follow like on Amazon and BookBub and all those good things. And and also, um, you know, before. Another thing real quick for marketing, I don't know if people know, but you can go on Amazon now and on your author central and you can say, um, answer questions now. Now you can see how many people follow you. Um, and you can also answer questions. Like they'll say, if you wanted, if you were to recommend one of your books to your readers, what would it be? (laughs) And then, and then I'll say, if you um, wished readers knew about this book, what book would it be? So there's like five questions. So I did that. I thought, oh, I don't know where that would go anywhere. But I will tell you that about two weeks later, Amazon sent me my own email that said, Tanya Kappas recommends this. If you were to read her book, if you wanted to pick out one of her book, read this one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it gave me those five things. So I thought, oh, well, what about if I switch those up once a month? Would they all get, you know, all my followers get this email? And sure enough, I contacted my three friends and said, are you following me? I need you to see if you're getting this email. So then a month later, I switched up the things and they all got the email. And so, um, you know, it's free advertising. You got to think of that kind of stuff, too. So that's just a little advertising tip that's new that I'm not sure a lot of people know. No, I didn't um, know that. So thank you. (laughs) Go check for um, Amazon uh, Author Central. So. Absolutely. Awesome. Follow me anywhere. You know, I'm, I'm around just Google. (laughs) Tanya, thank you so much for coming on. This has been such a great conversation. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I'm sorry. I just like to talk and talk and talk. (laughs) We we may make this a (laughs) two part. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thanks. Okay. What did you all think? That was so fun. Wasn't it? I mean, her story is incredible and she's just a super fun person. And I just loved speaking with her and I hope that all of you have enjoyed this conversation too. Thanks so much for tuning in as always. We will see you back here next week and make sure you subscribe to the podcast. I would love it if you could leave a review. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. And I hope everyone is, has their creative juices all stirred up and ready to go and, and, Hopefully everyone's going to go run and write something really fun today. See you next week.